Hello, Patriots. This is Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. Bringing you insight from outside the mainstream, I am your host, Ryan. Today we are talking about how freedom is selfish and how the electric vehicle tax credits that were recently signed into law are not what they may seem to be. Next, on Living with Liberty. to view your freedom as selfish. A friend of mine had that as their email tagline for a while, and it made me think about the truth in that statement. We truly are being conditioned to view our freedom as selfish. Now, maybe you have figured this out, maybe not at this point. Every policy, every bit of propaganda spewed by legacy media is designed to keep softening you up so you will relent to the one-world authoritarian government the elites so badly want to install. The whole goal is to get you to view your freedom, your constitutionally protected rights, as selfish. All the while, the elites continue on doing what they want. Think about the attacks we've seen on language over the last five to ten years particularly, really over the last couple decades, three decades or so. We've had unrelenting attacks on the Second Amendment as far back as I can remember. The elites want to control your autonomy. They continue to use emotion and manufactured crises to make you view your freedom as selfish. We need to look no further than the COVID sham. It's the most recent example. Look at the language they use to coerce people into things like wearing masks, locking down, closing businesses, and taking the poison dart. We are all in this together, they said. Protect grandma by social distancing and wearing a mask. You need to protect me by wearing a mask and getting jabbed, some said. If you want to support your family in a career that you want, take the poison dart or we'll fire you. They use manufactured crises to make you feel as though freedom is selfish instead of the God-granted right that it is. It's a natural right. That's not only COVID, of course. Americans are self-censoring their speech now more than ever. We've gotten to the point with the lunatics that want to cancel everyone for every little slight or perceived uh, injustice. 
to where people feel they cannot exercise their true thoughts through freedom of expression, through freedom of speech anymore. It's gotten to the point where freedom of expression is being viewed as selfish, that people don't want to let their true thoughts and feelings be known for fear of repercussions, for fear of being called a name. And it's not only conservatives that this is affecting. I have an American Thinker piece that I'll link in the description box. It's by Rajan Ladd, and it's titled, The Epidemic of Self-Silencing Plagues America. In it, Ladd notes that four times as many Democrats say, say, say being the key word, say, corporate CEOs should take a public stand on social issues than actually care. So the way uh, Ladd emphasize say there makes me think that maybe not as many Democrats actually approve or, or think that way, that, that CEOs should take a public stand on social issues, that corporations should be involved in social issues. Yeah, 44% say that, but do they actually mean it? And then when it comes to education, one in three Democrats think parents should have more influence over public school curricula. However, only one in four dares to say it publicly. So even Democrats are not letting their true thoughts and ideas be known for fear of being canceled, for fear of being ca called a name. And I'll say this, it's the, the Democrats that probably at this point fear being called a name more than conservatives. That's just a fact. How many conservatives do you know that just say, well, whatever, and move on with their day when they're called a misogynist or a racist or whatever else name that the left wants to throw at us? And now the, the left are even uh, causing Democrats to self-censor and, and, you know, reasonable Democrats. The destruction of an individual's freedom of expression is the true danger to democracy. I don't care what Joe Biden says. It's not Trump. It's not MAGA Republicans. It's not conservatives. It's the, the, this self-censoring, this notion that we cannot put our ideas freely out there and debate the merits of them freely. That is the true danger to democracy. That's how democracies crumble when you engage in groupthink. That's how these things crumble and, and fall apart and wither and die. Without individual thought, we fall into the pit, and it's a deep pit of groupthink, which is destructive. And also, what the elites need to control the masses. They need us thinking all the same thoughts. And they punish those who have those unapproved thoughts, who dare think outside the box, who dare express some individuality. They need people unable, and maybe more accurately, unwilling to freely express their ideas and challenge the status quo. Because if they did, they start pulling on that loose thread of the sweater, everything the elites want to put in place falls apart. It collapses. That, that house of cards blows down with the slightest of breeze. That's why they need the group thing. They need people unable and unwilling to freely express their ideas. They need people who are not willing to challenge them, but will censor and cancel those who disagree. That's what they need. This is about power, and it's about making you feel as though your freedom uh, of individuality is a selfish thing. And we've all seen the supercuts of all the various news outlets from throughout the country parroting the same exact language in their news broadcasts, parroting the same ideas 
And this is all in an effort to drive groupthink home, make us all think the same way and talk the same way, and to make you feel guilty for exercising your freedoms to think outside of that box. Now, of course, it's this view of your freedom being selfish that isn't just limited to the expression of oneself. No, it's crept right into uh, your, your right to self-safety and self-defense as well. We've seen the attacks on the Second Amendment. They've been going on, like I said, as long as I can remember. We've seen supposed conservatives, Republicans, rhinos, recently sell out and help pass a bill, especially in the Senate, imposing further checks and restrictions on 18 to 21-year-olds wanting to purchase a firearm with nonviolent childhood mistakes now being grounds for the possible denial of one's Second Amendment rights. Your right to protect yourself is selfish. How many times have we seen an assailant painted as the victim, especially over the last three to four years? We can go down the list of people who have been vilified for protecting themselves against assailants, against potential assailants. The McCloskeys, Jose Alba, that uh, bodega owner in New York City who killed his attacker, was vilified, was charged with murder, luckily overturned. And Kyle Rittenhouse, who went through a sham trial, all these people protected themselves and all have faced undue shaming and processed as a punishment in the form of trials, all for defending themselves in the face of assailants trying to harm them and kill them. They dared to protect their lives by brandishing guns or outright engaging assailants who first attacked them physically. The assailants were the ones who engaged first. It's a, and what the McCloskeys and Alba and Rittenhouse did was have an equal and uh, opposite reaction to that engagement. They went into a mode of self-defense, not attack, yet they were vilified for protecting themselves. And it's all because these assailants were part of a favored group or were rioting in the name of a favored social justice cause that made it selfish for these people to stand up for their own right to life, to be secure in their person, to be able to make a living. Your right to living in a self a safe community is selfish. Look no further than the lunatics who have defunded the police. Look at Minneapolis. And they defunded the police. Police quit. They vilified their police. Police force shrinks. And those idiot city council people in, in Minneapolis start to wonder why crime is on the rise. That their neighborhoods were now being... Uh, attacked and being cr and turning into to crime-ridden cesspools, and they wondered why. The the what these idiots don't think. You, look no further than that to, to than this defund the police movement to to show that your right to living in a safe community is a selfish act. You dirty deplorables! It's selfish to have police. They told us. It's selfish to think you have the right to walk about the streets of your community safely without being attacked, without being mugged, without having a knife or a gun or whatever else pulled on you. It's selfish to make decisions on your own health, to have auto autonomy over your own body. 
take the poison dart that we have no long-term information on the effects of. Take that, for example. We, we, we had to take that. We were told, take it or, or lose your job or you're not able to engage in commerce because we must protect everyone. And if you don't, you're a selfish prick for not doing it. You are selfish for not going along with the groupthink and doing. You're a selfish for not being their lemming. For being a free American, you're selfish for that. You're selfish for thinking for yourself. That is the whole point here with all of this. You're selfish for evaluating your own risk and health profile. Never mind that the CDC finally had to admit defeat on this because the data is so overwhelming at this point that the jabs didn't work, that the social distancing, masking, uh, lockdowns didn't work, didn't mitigate anything because the virus still virused and mutated. And oh, by the way, the vaccines probably pushed it to mutate faster. But, you know, we're going to sw- keep sweeping that under the rug for now. They CDC finally had to admit defeat and say that, well, everybody needs to do their own evaluations and uh, of their own health risks and, and make your own call on that. But it doesn't matter, though. You are still selfish for being an individual and for not bowing down to government bureaucracy. Now, there is another tool of many, of many. This will be, this will be the last one I hit. Um, the climate change hoax. That, that's another tool in their toolbox for shaming you into thinking that exercising your right to freedom and your freedom and your liberty is selfish. It's selfish to expect that your electricity stay on in the middle of summer. Ask a Californian. It's selfish to want a vehicle that will go more than 200 miles before needing to be recharged. The whole aim of the climate hoax is to take away people's freedom that is provided by fossil fuels. The freedom to move about, the freedom to make a living, the freedom to have choice, and the freedom of reasonably priced goods and services. Nuclear power is a non-emitting option that provides as much or more power than a coal or natural gas plant. But you don't see those being built to replace coal or gas. Why is that? It's been vilified because we had one near meltdown at Three Mile Island. You had Chernobyl. Yeah, if things uh, don't, uh, if if processes aren't followed, yeah, bad things can happen. They can happen, uh, bad things can happen in a coal plant and a natural gas plant, too, if process isn't followed. But they vilified the nuclear power. It's non-emitting. It's a non-emitting option that is minimum one-for-one replacement to a coal or natural gas plant, probably more. A nuclear power plant has a minimum lifespan of 40 years, with some suggestions that they could be operational for as many as 80 years. The fuel rods uh, for, that run a, a nuclear plant are good for six years before needing to be replaced. Wind turbines, on the other hand, and solar panels have a lifespan of about 25 years. They, you, you need many more of them to, to try and generate a, enough power as, as a traditional fossil fuel plant. So you have a whole degradation of the environment. How, how ugly is our countryside now with all these windmills going up? How, how ugly are, are some of these uh, natural settings now that have all these solar arrays in them? It, it's ridiculous. Uh, it, the, and this is why this climate change thing is a hoax, and these people are frauds. They care about the environment, yet they're putting up windmills, which kill hundreds, thousands of birds a year. They're harming bald eagles. 
they're harming all other, all other kinds of birds fly into these things. You have the solar panels, which are, oh, by the way, they're, they're black. So what does you know, black do? It absorbs heat. So now you know, we're so worried about global warming, but we're putting up these, these solar arrays that uh, basically heat up the environment around them because you know, things that are, are black in color absorb the rays and, and retain heat. But oh yeah, put put these up because we need clean energy. Well, a nuclear power plant is just as clean, maybe more so because the only um, process there that you have to w- worry about is how you make the nuclear the uranium rods that go in these things. Which again, they're good for six years, so you don't need as much of it. You're not stripping the earth of as as much uh, material as you do to make a a solar panel or a, a windmill or even coal or natural gas, right? This, All of this, all this not doing the one-for-one replacement by going to windmills and, and, and solar power, it's about who's in their pocket. It's about making you, it's about who's in the politician's pocket with the donations, and it's about making you less free. Again, look at California, look at Texas, uh, what was it, 2021, that winter when everything froze up and you had big cities without power because they had so much invested in uh, renewable energy, if you will. Well, it's, it's not only renewable if the wind's blowing and the sun's shining. There, there's no good reason to not use nuclear power if the aim is to have power sources that are emission-free and to maintain our quality of life. But that's not what it's about. It's not about enabling your freedom. It's about making you view freedom as selfish. It's about getting you to go along with the groupthink. They say, don't you care about the environment? Don't you care about global warming? Don't you want to have a planet for your kids to grow up on, your grandkids? And they all say this, and it's the phonies uh, like the Obamas and the climate alarmists that have profited off this. They say it, and while they're saying it, they buy waterfront homes even though the seas are supposedly on the rise. It's all about admonishing you Selfish, deplorable for thinking about living your best life with with freedom and liberty. The goal is to implement a global welfare state run by elites. Don't take my word for it. This came right from a global elite. If you have any doubts about the true nature of this climate hoaxery, listen to this quote by former United Nations climate official Otmar Edenhofer. He said this, One has to free oneself from the illusion that international climate policy is an environmental uh, policy. This has almost nothing to do with environmental policy anymore, the problems such as deforestation or the ozone hole. It's about redistributing de facto the world's wealth by climate policy. It's about wealth redistribution. It's about taking the, the riches of the West, of the United States, and even Europe, and redistributing it across the world. It's about making us poorer and making others, uh, well, at least anyway, attempting to make other countries richer by wealth redistribution, by level, leveling the playing field, so to speak. Don't forget, China and industry in India get a pass in terms of their emissions here. Their industries get to pollute all they want. Nobody bats an eye on it. But they, they come down on the Western world. 
and say, you've got to do this. You've got to have clean energy. You need electric cars. You need windmills. No, you can't put up nuclear plants. We're done with those. This is about, it's not about the environment. It's about control. It's about one world communist government. The West is expected to bear the brunt of the cost and the consequence of this policy that's being driven by climate alarmists, by the group thinkers in the climate alarmist realm. It's not about climate. It's about taking your wealth. It's about taking your freedom. It's about taking our country's wealth and redistributing it to the world to battle some manufactured crisis. It's about making you feel guilty for living in the most successful nation this planet has ever seen. It's about you viewing that freedom as selfish so you will more easily give it up. You are selfish for wanting to have kids and for wanting unborn children to have the right to continue their life. I guess I lied. I'm not quite done with this yet. But here, you're selfish for wanting kids to have the right to continue life outside the womb. And just to reinforce that fact that we must kill babies because it's selfish to have babies because they just populate the earth. Google and Yelp are taking the disgusting step of censoring searches for life-saving pregnancy centers. Yes, they are censoring searches for people seeking out crisis pregnancy centers. Choice is a part of freedom, and Google and Yelp are saying a woman's choice to have an unplanned baby is selfish. You can have the right to choose as long as that choice is to get rid of it. That is what they are saying. You're being conditioned to view your freedom as selfish. If we don't continue to fight against that conditioning, we will lose our freedom. If you are listening to the audio-only show and your platform allows for reviews, please give us a five-star rating. It helps others find the show. Whether you are listening to the audio-only version or viewing on Rumble or YouTube, hit the subscription button. Also, hit that Rumble or Thumbs Up button. The more subscriptions we have, the more thumbs up and rumbles we have, the more the show gets into the recommendations made by the algorithms and the more we are able to spread the truth. All right, moving on. Apparently, those tax credits for the purchase of a new electric vehicle are going to be a little harder to get than first believed. I have an Epic Times piece here titled, Democrats Obstruct Their Vehicle Electric Vehicle Push with Surprising Tax Credit Requirements by Katie Spence. It appears that these credits may be phased out as early as 2023. Well, here's why. Keeping in mind with just dumb policy moves, the Democrats put into the tax credit requirement for new electric vehicles uh, that they, they need to be assembled in North America. So that's this year. So that takes a bunch of, of vehicles off the eligibility list for tax credit. And now to boot, They've extended this requirement to include batteries starting in 2023. Now, here's the problem. The batteries are not assembled in North America. By and large, we don't have a lot of batteries being assembled here. Nor are the most economically priced EVs assembled in North America. We don't have the infrastructure built in this country to mine and process the materials, manufacture the components, and assemble the batteries for electric vehicles. We are likely years away from having it. So, just to, to lay this out, let's, let's recap this for a bit here. The Democrats and their climate Nazis, uh, climate Nazi allies, 
want you to switch over from your F-350 with the Power Stroke diesel to an electric vehicle. In order to entice you to behave in the manner they want, they put an incentive in their Inflation Creation Act to give you a tax break on the purchase of a new electric vehicles, which then prompted Ford to raise the price of their EVs by $8,500. But you know, the act is aimed at reducing inflation, so don't pay any attention to that. They also put in that bill a provision that the vehicles must be assembled in North America, which, oh, by the way, that provision took the number of models eligible for tax credits from 72 to 16. And as I mentioned before, eliminated the most economically priced options, which uh, for for a a class of vehicles where the average uh, price of them is $66,000 really hurts those on the lower end of the spectrum there looking to buy a lower end model and get the tax credit. Then, you know, since that wasn't good enough, since we didn't, you know, we, we, all we did there was reduce the number of, of uh, vehicles eligible uh, just for good measure to kill the rest of the eligible vehicles for the tax credit in 2023, the bill has another requirement that gets put in place that the battery must also contain a certain percentage of materials from and be mostly assembled in North America. Are the Democrats really this dumb? Yes, I believe a number of them are. They don't think past the end of their nose. But there's another play here, one that only makes sense in the opposite world the left likes to live in. I believe the requirement of North American assembly is to try and spur development here of the industries needed to supply the manufacture of electric vehicles and their components through trying to spur consumer demand by offering a tax credit that, by all accounts, is actually going to be null and void in 2023 because, like I said before, we don't have the infrastructure to meet the requirements by in three months here. I think they're trying to get consumers to put the pressure on the automakers to make EVs here and set up the supply chain here to make it. The issue is very few people want EVs. If there was a healthy demand for them here, the components and vehicles themselves would be made here. Plants would have been built already, especially given that uh, if there was some sort of future uh, expected demand, the plants would be in process already, a number of them complete and turning cars out. Cars and batteries are expensive and inefficient to ship, so the best place to make them is close to the market that they're going to. It's why you have companies like BMW, Toyota, and Honda, among a lot of other foreign brands, that have opened up North American plants over the years. It's why Ford and GM have overseas plants. But all of those decisions were driven by demand. They were driven by market growth. It was there. There just isn't demand for EVs to justify the cost of investing in a battery plant and vehicle assembly plant on large scales. Yes, we have Tesla here. Yes, Elon Musk is building battery plants. Yes, I've read uh, recently that a number of the other automakers are retooling plants and building uh, electric uh, vehicle plants and battery plants. We're years away from that, certainly beyond 2023. The batteries don't last forever. This is why I think people don't want these things. The batteries don't last forever. As they age, batteries have a declining ability to hold a charge. Think about your cell phone after two or three years. Your your car battery now, your traditional lead-acid battery in your car now. That thing's, they, they used to be good for five to seven years. Now they're only good for two to three. 
those battery packs for EVs cost upwards of $10,000 and need to be replaced every 10 years. How often have you put 10 grand worth of work into your gasoline powered vehicle? Restoration products uh, notwithstanding. You've had a car for 10 years. I've had cars for over 10 years, for 10 years. I did not put anywhere near $10,000 worth of work into them. In fact, I don't think I've spent $10,000 combined on maintenance for all the cars I've owned throughout my lifetime. Not to mention, for those who live in places where it's cold in the winter, the cold is not a friend to batteries. So those people who live in those colder climates where it gets really, really cold in the winter can expect less range even out of a new EV during the winter season. Now, because the climate has become a religion, the government is going to make sure that demand is generated for it. Like I said, we've, I've, I've ran down the list. There's a number of, of uh, manufacturers now expanding battery plants, building battery plants, things like that in this country. So it's, it's coming on a scale we need. I doubt it, but we'll see. Uh, so what the government's trying to do is they're trying to generate that demand falsely, in my opinion, through these tax credits, which, oh, by the way, you're not going to be able to get them anyway, so it's useless. Uh, so, but, but not only by the tax credits, but also by law as California, and I'll have a little bit more on that in a minute, and a number of other states and countries are doing by passing laws that have a hard line in the sand, cutting off the sale of internal combustion-powered cars. And, of course, this wouldn't be complete without the corporate oligarchy doing their part too. GM has stated they will only sell electric vehicles by 2035. Well, imagine that. California cut off the sale of, of uh, new internal combustion vehicles. Um, and GM said by 2035. And then GM says, oh, yeah, we're going to uh, only sell electric vehicles by 2035. Well, that doesn't look fishy at all, right? So in keeping with our theme today of your freedom being selfish, freedom of choice is selfish, freedom to want to move about the country and not have to go plug in a car after 200 miles is selfish. You're selfish for choosing to drive a car with an internal combustion engine. The government and their corporate allies will slowly erode your choice in vehicle until you have no choice when it comes to the purchase of a new car. And it will be an expensive EV that only a few can actually afford and that only a few can actually afford to maintain. Even though there are provisions for the sale of used cars in the current laws, eventually they will come for those two as more used EVs hit the market. Right now, the California law says that uh, used cars are unaffected. You can still, uh, still buy, sell, trade those things. But after a while... That, that's strictly because there's not a huge used EV market. As that market grows, they'll phase those out too, and you won't be able to buy, uh, even buy a used uh, internally uh, combustion-powered car anymore. Do you have a question or comment for the show? We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to ryan at livingwithlibertypodcast.com. I'll answer your question or read your comments on the air. All right, finishing up today, as mentioned, California, among a few other states, have put in place requirements that by 2035, all new vehicles sold must be electric vehicles. Now, this is on the heels of California not being able to keep people's lights on and 
also with that, telling them not to plug in their vehicles now because their grid's an absolute mess. They don't have enough power to generate to, to charge cars and run air conditioners and keep lights on. Now, this whole requirement, this whole let's have electric vehicles by 2035 is another just short-sighted policy decision by those genuflecting at the golden calf of climate. There's no thought as to how those cars get charged. They don't think about the extra strain on the power plants. They don't think about how those materials are mined. They don't think about any of that. They just think, oh, well, we have to get these evil polluters. Must be, they, we have to get those off the road. That, that's the thought process here. It's, it's, com, it's contributing to global warming, to climate change. We've got to get the, these things uh, emitting greenhouse gases off the road. Now, never mind. It, it, pay no attention. Don't pull the curtain back you know, to the extra demand on, on the power plants that burn coal and natural gas. That extra demand, all it does is results in higher emissions because they got to run the, the plants at a higher capacity so they can charge everybody's cars. You know, never mind the fact that um, you know, the, the mining equipment uses diesel and bunker fuel when they're harvesting the ore from the earth. Now, never mind that, uh, you know, these, some of these processes have uh, carbon emissions to, to get this, uh, the ore refined into something usable. Nobody in the cult of St. Climate thought much about any of this. They don't think about Things like how when I plug this in, it's not actually emission-free. I'm just shifting it from my tailpipe to the stack of a power plant. They don't think about how power generated by windmills and solar arrays have much less output than uh, your traditional power plants. Hence why California is, you can't plug your car in in California. There's no thought here to the causality up and down stream from a decision like this. Nobody bothered to ask the question if our power grid is really ready for this influx of electric powered vehicles. If they did, there wouldn't be such a push to have all new vehicle sales be electric by 2035. The only way our power grid is ready for an influx like that is to build more traditional power plants, whether nuclear or otherwise. This dicking around and degrading our environment with weak-ass power generators like wind, windmills and, and solar arrays isn't going to cut it if we're going to add a bunch of cars that need to be plugged into the, the electrical grid in order to run. And to build those traditional plants in time by 2035, we need to put the shovel in the dirt now, as it takes anywhere from 5 to 12 years to get a new power plant online. These people in charge are supposedly the most educated among us. It's true. Wait long enough and they'll tell you all about their ac academic credentials. Yet they can't even see around the corner of a transparent wall. If we continue to let the climate alarmists get their way without forcing them to address the tangential issues that come with electrifying our vehicles, then we will all be getting in touch with our inner Mad Max sooner rather than later. Friends, that's my show for today. Thank you for tuning in. Please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. There you'll find links to my past shows, my original articles, as well as other resources to help arm you with knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day. While on my website, shop my store, Living with Liberty Outfitters. 
Lastly, I'd be so grateful if you shared, subscribed, and left a positive review of the show should your listening platform allow. Subscribing helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Please help us spread the truth by sharing my show and website with friends and family, as well as on your social media accounts. My website is livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Also, let's connect. Follow me on Parlor. My handle is at livingwithliberty. You can also email me. The address is ryan at livingwithlibertypodcast.com. Liberty isn't a given. We must fight to protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.